Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, we're finally here. Um, long awaited. Yes. Uh, we finally have two wonderful guests, Walker and Joe. Um, thanks for coming here. How yes, sir. Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, seriously. It's awesome. Of course, yeah. Um, so these guys, they're co-owners in a business together, um, Triangle Turnover. It's like a cleaning company. They, they start, they've done Airbnbs and I think a lot of other cleaning stuff that we could probably get into. Um, but we just wanted to start off the conversation like asking, you guys grew up, like how'd you grow up? How'd you get into entrepreneurship? Like uh, Walker, we can start with you. Like was, what was like the first like moment? Did you like do like side hustles? Like did you go to people's houses and stuff? Or like how did, how did like, your first entrepreneurship mind start? Well, that's a great question. And really, um, and honestly, it really didn't start until the beginning of college, just mainly because before that, I was just so invested into like high school academics and high school soccer and all that. And I didn't really see the world for how it truly is. And it's all about business, really, and, and, and business people. Like, and then come, coming into college, I met Joe, and he already had the business mindset, which he'll touch on in a, in a bit. And, um, and then he, he pretty much was like, yeah, this, like, this, like the, the world is my oyster. Seriously, like, you can go out and make money doing almost anything. And as soon as I realized that, like, just like, yeah, like the doors started to open immediately. And, um, and like just driving down the street, like I'll, I'll, I would look around in, in my surroundings and I would see like a business name and I'll be like, I just, I would just go on a tangent and think about everything that it took for that business to be there what what they currently do how do they make money like what are their margins like all that stuff and it just like got my gears turning like nonstop. and that was pretty much my beginning of really thinking as a business person you could say or just entrepreneur person i'm also in entrepreneurship classes that's my major so that helped a lot but you know at the beginning of college all, we didn't do all those all the concentration classes, yeah, they're all just general classes. So really, it uh, Joe pretty much showed me like what he had going on. I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. But yeah, he can touch on that. Yeah, basically, I was trapping lemonade from a young age. I'll say that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was running lemonade stands. I had the operation going on. But like later on in life, I did some stuff in middle school. I had like a nonprofit in middle school, but like really the whole, like the whole reason I like doing that is just cause like logistics, money, like, like moving money around, making, making stuff happen. Like, and then going into high school, um, it really started like my sophomore year. I met this girl named Chabem. I feel like that's a story for a lot of entrepreneurs. Like you meet someone and then they really inspire you to like get after sure. it. And then you just, you hit the ground running. So I met this girl named Chabem and Banu who was like killing the Instagram game at the time. Like she had started all these Instagram theme pages when she was young. So she had like a really big following and no one in the school knew it. Like I was the first person she ever told sophomore year that she has like millions of followers and no one knows it. Yeah. And like she was humble about it. And so we were like, well, like let's do something. Like what can we do? So we did a lot of drop shipping back in the day, like when that was really big. Um, so like had, I was, I was selling jewelry, phone cases, like I had all these different things going on. Um, but like lots of side hustles, like liquidation pallets, like pretty much any side hustle really. We One of us has probably tried it at some point. Um, and then I was doing really well on eBay, like selling different, I would like just wholesale stuff, get order stuff from China, I had different suppliers and sell it on eBay. And then Amazon was like an up and coming opportunity to be a third party seller on there. So That's I got into right. as well. So I, I did that first thing freshman year when I was 18. Um, started selling on Amazon and it was amazing. Like I was killing it. I was like, I'm never working a job again. Screw this. Like 
And so kind of took off with that. And then that's where I met up with Walker, got him on the Amazon grind. So that's still going on passively at this point, which has like been awesome. Allowed me to do other things like triangle turnover. Um, so yeah, pretty much. And then triangle turnover was the first like manual labor, really like first real, real, real. Business yeah, we started, like with yeah. employees and all that. And right. yeah, well, when we can get into that. Right so then. so like so when you first started, Am- so you would say like that your Amazon dropshipping was like your biggest like success like from the start. Right. I mean, you went from lemonade stands and then you like right. finally yeah. progressing. Yeah. Like dropshipping's like okay, right. I can really make a lot of money. Right. Yeah, dropshipping was in high school. The Amazon stuff, like I get all the inventory myself and distribute it to the Amazon to Amazon, mm-hmm. and then they you know put it on Amazon Prime, do FBA and all that stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. in high school it was really when I met Chabem and we were making pretty good money sitting in high school. Like I remember we'd we'd be watching like our sales dashboard for like our websites and we'd make like a grand in a day and be like, what the hell? Like, so so Chabem awesome. like taught like walked you through that dropshipping or like did you do the own we research? We kind of learned it ourselves because she had the platform to market whatever dropshipping store we wanted to create. So if it was jewelry, we could market jewelry to her audience and for free. And she yeah. knew the other influencers in the space, so they could market it and we pay them. And then it was it just set crazy. Up, pretty right. much set up nicely. Right. Yeah. But as far as money for myself, Amazon. FBA. Like FBA, that's and that's like a really, whole other podcast in itself, honestly. Right? Yeah, there's so much to go into there, but so much opportunity, yeah. like doing Amazon, definitely. Yeah, there's yeah. I'd say yeah, that was the start. That was the start. That's awesome. You did that so early. And then, that? That's mm-hmm. awesome. You did it so early. Yeah, um, it is. We always get like people that we meet, uh, especially parents and family friends, mm-hmm. or they're always really surprised of how early we start start stuff and like. To us at this point, it's like, eh. But like, right. but like we do sometimes have to sit back and be like, holy shit, like, oh, holy crap. Uh, like this is like we are like kind of young and doing all this stuff. Like we should be at least proud of ourselves. If yeah. No one else is. And I, which I, yeah. Go ahead. I think like the reason you guys started like so early was because the relationships you built. Mm-hmm. Um. So right. like you you yeah. met your friend and yeah. then he met yeah. you and you Absolutely. put him on. Yeah. So like how did how did that relationship work between like the two of y'all like. How did you right. meet and like how did it become a business partnership? Right. So we became roommates. Roommates. Um, first. It, it was like pretty. He like DM me on Instagram. Was like, and I was like, screw it. Like I don't, yeah. I don't look for a roommate. I'll room with this bozo. So yeah, we we roomed together. Mm-hmm. And then really, I was like just doing my. Like, I was like every day waking up, printing shipping labels. Like yeah, and I, I was just, like running an operation out of our dorm room. Geez. And so like naturally, he's like, what the hell? Like what's going, what's going on? Yeah. Like at least yeah. like teach me something or right. or show or show me. And just from watching, I was like understanding and stuff and then he taught me a lot of stuff and then I pretty much started doing it on my own and then and during all this like we're becoming like pretty good friends like, right. like we, we lived like two feet from each other it was in Metcalf yeah. so like yeah, so it was quarter. like a business partnership waiting to happen yeah. just cause like you could tell I could tell pretty early on that like he was interested in business as well yeah which like I think is pretty crucial when you're first getting started to like have someone to bounce ideas off of. I think partnership is pretty important. Yeah. In business. Yeah. I just remembered the first thing I tried to make money on was um, doing surveys, like online surveys. And <laughs> yeah. Stuff. yeah. Remember that? Right. Oh my gosh, that was funny. All the side hustles in the book. I'm yeah, telling you. Awesome. Go try them all. Huh? All, yeah. all of them. I wish you would have one more. Yeah. Um. So like obviously you guys were picking up all these side hustles along the way, like leading into college. But like when was that moment and you realized like like um, maybe like less of this side hustle and like commit more towards starting a business and like what made you think of like just that cleaning business? Yeah, well, yeah, that is a great question. So another side hustle that I have been doing and still do is like um, Airbnb hosting. So like working with like people that own properties, furnishing them, renting them out and just like helping with guests. Um, 
So I knew that the Airbnb space, space was blowing the hell up still all over is. the country. Still is, yeah. So we were kind of looking for a change going into yeah. summer 2020 because it was like COVID, you know, and it was starting to open back up. Like vacations are starting to happen, so we're like, just hmm. yeah, that, just that spring semester, we were just right. burnt not, out, like burnt out slash bored slash like. We wanted to do something new, something right. exciting. So we were like, we want to start a business. So we were yeah. like, oh, when are we starting our lawn care business? Like we would just joke about whatever. Yeah. And, but we were like, I think it was just a random idea one day. Like what if we moved to the beach and cleaned beach houses and managed beach houses is going to be the main thing. Yeah. Like manage them on Airbnb and clean them and we can make bank and live at the beach. So we were like, oh, okay, well let's, let's start getting that's, that in the works. Be, yeah. That, right. We were like, oh, that'd be lit. We're going to live at the beach for the summer and all that. And, um, then we really started to think about it. Like we like we started to actually sit down, have conversations about what what do we do to set this up or or start something. And the more we sat down, the more we talked about it, the plan started to change. Like in right, yeah. So we then it got to the point where we were like, okay, well, in the meantime, until the summer comes around, what if we try to find some clients to clean their Airbnbs in Raleigh, get a feel for it, so we can go into the summer with experience, proven experience, yeah. and testimonials that we could show our clients. So we, Turnover B&B, great platform if you need some side money. You can, you can just find clients that have Airbnbs and need cleanings on there. So I think we got like two clients that both had like many properties. But we and, didn't know that at the time. Yeah, we didn't know that at the time. They started us off with one, and then it just blew up in our face. We started cleaning like, you know, every, every, yeah. every once in a while, whenever there'd be a turnover and they're like, Oh, we have, by the way, we have 10 properties. Like, do you want to clean yeah. all of them? And this is all like, why we still thought like we were going to go to the beach and manage Airbnbs and, and like, that would be our main idea is to manage them at the beach right. and set up this whole company. Like we had, a, we already had like a name, a, like a whole, all of this, but then we like realized that this cleaning stuff we were actually getting some pretty good cash from it right. and, we're, and then we were just like you know why don't we stay here right where the clients are, are already are we know there's clients here we know there's more and just create a cleaning business like a business centered around just airbnb cleanings instead of just trying to manage them and all that and it, right. it blew up like he was saying yeah because it was like why are we gonna leave all of our raleigh clients go to the beach try to get a whole bunch of new clients and then just leave them when we have to come back for the fall, like that's so, that's pretty pointless. Yeah, counterproductive for sure. But, you know, then it just got to the point where it was like, okay, like it would, be, we would be doing ourselves a disservice as entrepreneurs to not turn this into a business. Like this yeah. is blowing up in our face. Like yeah. there's serious demand. We're turning, we're having to turn away people and turn away properties. Like we need to hire some people, set this thing up and yeah. like get moving. Like this is what we've been waiting for. So it's kind of like perfect time, perfect place, perfect circumstances Yeah, for us to just file for our LLC, start hiring people and like rocking and rolling. So how did, how did that transition work since, so you guys started this over the summer? Is from the beach, you it like, like right. to the summer? It was like end of spring semester into the summer. Okay. It, it mainly started at the end of the spring semester because I remember specifically like ending class and then we had like a side job at like a deli that we did that we had to eventually quit because it was blowing up in our face like awesome. we were say, saying and, and uh, so yeah, and then from there it just, moved so quickly and, and yeah. So, so what were like, how, what was the challenges like you faced from like, you were, you were working this like job and you were building up this business like all over summer and then you're like, oh crap, I have to go back to school. We have to move two hours away. Right. What was the process like for hiring people and like what challenges did you overcome 
when you were making that transition? Yeah. Well, it, like, yeah, it, yeah, it blew up pretty quickly. So, like, by the time summer started, we were already in over our heads. Like, Way over we had, we had, so we were just, you know, putting ads on Indeed, like, getting people. And yeah. it was, like, first come, first serve. Like, who needs a job? Like, yeah, and that, that's one thing, like, like it, when we were talking like way over heads like we were like we were cleaning like maybe three houses like at least a day by ourselves like by the time we knew like wow like if we don't get employees we're, we're going under like we're already denying like uh denying a potential clients and all this and by that time we already had like everything mostly everything we needed set up like and that goes for the llc the business bank account the website um all that and it's much easier to start than it seems. Like, I, I think going into it, we we're like, well, this is a big task. Like, like this is gonna this is gonna take a while. Really, it took like two weeks. Like, yeah. Like, like, and one thing to keep in mind with this business, when we say we had to clean like three houses in a day, like that means a guest checks out at eleven, the next guest is checking in at three p.m. at all the properties. Tight so windows. We have a four-hour turnover period. And then, and like, then, also, um, a lot of these clients are all over the like triangle, like Hill. Yeah. So we're going from Durham, Cary, Raleigh. All in a small yeah. time period, and we're we're zooming down like this, like the roads. It's amazing we don't have like double digit fucking speeding tickets to prove yeah. it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, it's a miracle. Yeah, seriously. And then, but yeah, so then we got to the hiring process, and that was honestly super scary because like they like we get on an interview, they see nineteen year old, right? Someone and double like, our age, and you're trying yeah, to interview. Them. You literally, like I'm interviewing a forty year old woman. It was the one of the first interviews we did, and she's just like, uh, you know, where's the where's the person I'm supposed to be interviewing? Right, it's with? Like, like they're almost like speechless at first, and you just have to fake it till you make it. That's yeah. just like, and the same thing with clients, like trying to be taken seriously. Yeah, as someone who's like younger than any business professional they've ever worked with. Yeah, like clients you fake it till you make it. Client, I think the clients, the something about the clients is they were more happy to have just anyone to clean right. than to have no one at all. And that just shows the amount of demand that there right. was. Like they, they did not care as long as it got cleaned and they were getting money because they were getting buco, bucos of like, oh my God. Was, I, yeah, I can't even, I can't even pronounce, but it, the shit was crazy how, how much uh, money they were getting and they just wanted that to you know continue. So they relied on us heavily. Like, right. Yeah. That, that's why it was just so quick for us to like, we had the clients there ready yeah. to go. And yeah, like we were, there were things that we could do a lot better than any of our competitors. Cause like the people they're used to working with, it's like just one person who mom cleans on the pops, side. Yeah. Like, like some mom or like, you know, whatever goes in and cleans like, and they don't do, they don't give the proper updates. Like there's certain things with Airbnbs that they need to know. It's different they, from just right, it's residential different. cleaning. Right. And that's why all the residential companies, they didn't know what like they didn't know how to work it best and that's where we right. fit in yeah no one had a pivot gap. there was just a yeah. huge gap in the market like a regular residential cleaning company is not going to do laundry they're not going to give you an update so you can leave a review for yeah. your guests they're not going to restock the supplies that you need like yeah. so there's a massive gap in the market and still is like yeah and a lot of times they can't do that tight window that we were talking right. about like, that's one of the Probably the biggest challenges that the business had is that type of yeah. I forgot what the question was. We kind of got yeah. No, I, I think you covered it. Um, I was asking like how you made the transition, but it just seems like what what you guys were saying. It seems like everything fell in in, in the right place. Like it's it, just like with enough hard work. Like yeah, we just kind of grinded out any challenge that yeah. needed to be grinded out, and yeah. we took it day by day. Did def- it was a day day by day basis slash weekly planning basis because of just 
the like I don't, I don't know the right word, but pretty much volatility of Airbnb check-ins. You never know when 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 is going one's going to happen. So being prepared for that is another part of the business that was a challenge because you know you could have a booking like tonight and they check out like either tomorrow or the next day and we have to be there ready to clean so right yeah, like they, someone will check in for like a one night stay right yeah. now and yeah. we have to be there at 11 a.m so it's just like yeah taking it day by day but yeah the transition was not easy like our hairlines are suffering i was about to be telling seriously you. seriously yeah. i look old as hell now so how did you like so when you guys were like going through this day by day was like was it just like a hundred percent work or was like, did you work out? Like, were you eating a lot? Or like, was it literally 100% of your time and then sleep and then wake up and do the same thing over again? How did, how did you balance that? It was, it was 100% of our time. Yeah, our social lives were out the wind, like they were gone. Like, but I mean, we still found sometimes socialized, but I'm telling you, like it was daily. We're, we're waking up at 7.30, 8 a.m. Um, and we're getting stuff ready. We're going to wherever we need to go. And we're starting as soon as that window opens, we're already there cleaning and then we're out of there by the end. But that's not the end of our day. We're we're doing like we're either taking all the stuff, going to a laundromat to clean everything or something like that, or we're coming back here to talk details like what needs to happen next or trying to solve some sort of problem that popped up during the day or or stuff like that. And then, you know, at the on the other end we had all the other details we needed to figure out with the business, with hiring people, like um, just keeping up with financials and all that, and supplies. I mean, it's it the list is endless, and mm -hmm. our minds were absolutely captivated by everything twenty four seven. We dreamed about it. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, and we could get into like what we would have done better, and like our our advice for people that are getting started, because please, there were yeah. so many fatal flaws that we had that. If we would have done differently, it would not have been the way it was. But like, yeah. So, I mean, so yeah. So what's an example? Like, if if someone's grinding right now and they're like mm -hmm. thinking, okay, I have to focus all my life in this business. Like, what's what's some advice you would say to like help the process like right. balance out? Yeah. Well, having a plan is like business important, plan. and everyone says that like I'll start make a business plan. But then when you get in the situation, you're like, this is a no brainer. Like I'm just gonna go yeah. for it. You, you should not do that. Yeah. Like, you just, you in the moment you just want to go for it, do whatever that makes the business starts the business. But you need to have a plan. That yeah. First piece of advice: take a step back, come up with a plan, set what your goals are, where you see it going, and like what what you want to do. Your goals for the week, your goals for the month, and where yeah. you see your business in a year, and make sure that every decision that you're making on a day to day basis is in accordance with those goals, even if it's a year out. Like so, like Definitely. one of our goals was hire a manager pretty quickly, which we did not do because we didn't really even set that goal. But and yeah. so because it was just trying to keep employees on the payroll. Like, and we were just the manager, but then when you start dealing with like, when you have like six people working for you, it's, it's nonstop. They all have different needs. They all, I got to do this. I got to do that. I can't go to this. All different schedules. Yeah. All different all schedules. That. Like you, you just need like for our business specifically, we needed a manager, um, whose sole responsibility was to take care of all the people. So like that was a fatal flaw, but yeah, just making a plan is definitely a piece of advice. Number yeah. one. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another piece of advice. Oh, I guess a small one is unless your friends are working on the same level as you, like we are, do not hire your friends. Right. Uh, that is a big thing that we learn. Not only like our closest friends, but even just like mutual friends, they will find a way to use your time or use you in some way. Like even if it's just like 
they don't take the detailed slash attention into what we need as much just because they know like, oh, he's my friend. He's not going to care as much or something right. like that. And as soon as you shift the dynamic from like we're friends to like you work for me, it changes. It's, and it's it like changes the friendship. Yeah, right. Sure. So like that's definitely not worth it. But going into that, like one thing that happens when you hire your friends is you overpay them. But we didn't just overpay our friends. We overpaid our employees yeah. a lot. Like, so that's another yeah, thing to keep in mind. When you start generous. hiring people, pay people what they're worth. Like, don't, like, your instinct is to just want to do good and, like, you know, pay them. Our yeah, yeah, our instinct is <laughs> to, like, you know, we want to pay them really good because we want them to stay with us, which they stayed because they got paid big. And, we, we, were doing. and like, we cared about our employees a lot. Right. Like, we were invested in their lives. Like, we I, we met their children and everything. Right, like, right. like we would listen to their issues, like talk about their their husbands, like uh, their wives. Like it was. But just, ultimately, you gotta separate yourself and realize you do, this is an employee employer dynamic. And if I treat it as otherwise, I'm gonna get finessed. Yeah, like you're so. gonna get used some way or somehow if you become right. like super super du duper good friends with your employees. And you can always be friendly to your employees, like, right? And not, you should be, yeah. Yeah, but like that, like he's saying, like it, at the end of the day. You're the employer. You have to put your foot down somewhere. Right. Like you're paying them to do a job, and they better do the job right, right. or they don't have a job. Or they're like, gonna walk all over. Right. Yeah. And or you're gonna get, get walked on. We did yeah. get walked on a few times. Right. Yeah. Like, so that's a, that's a lesson. Like, like take what you're doing seriously. Like treat it like this is like this is a make or break situation because yeah. it is. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So so like it sounds like you guys had your plates like so full. You're trying to hire all these employees. You're only 19 and you, right. you're having to turn down clients. Yeah. Like was there was there ever any point where you were like, I'm not sure. We're like we're old enough to handle this. Like people looking at you like you're too young for this. Like right. how did that play into all of it? Yeah, I mean your first instinct is to quit. Like it is yeah. to just run and be like, oh no, I can't do this. Right. Yeah. And like we had all like we had pretty serious times where we were like, screw this. So, yeah. Like, Seriously, like there was like times where we were just like break down and be like are we really about to do this like right like can we handle this right now like like so like like any business tons of problems always and then and, but there's some huge problems that we come up against and we're just like there's no way we can like fix this like like why are we still keep like keep trying like why are we going on and just overcoming those battles mentally was challenging because we're already drained like day on day to day basis we are just drained so like but having us together like always there for each other definitely helped because we would just when one of us was like down the other one would be like we got this man like and no and no problems we're gonna fix this like this is what we're gonna do stuff like that um but yeah, kind of right that's another like importance of like partnerships especially it depends what kind of person you are but really it it's like if i try to start that by myself i wouldn't have the motivation because like all my, i FOMO, all my friends are having all this fun, like, mm -hmm. what am I doing, like, grinding for what, like, <laughs> you know, but, like, when you have, when you're both, like, if, if you find someone that has the same mindset as you, and you want to really chase after something, like, y'all are doing with your podcast, it's yeah. like, we're, we're gonna hold each other accountable, we're gonna get this shit done, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I speak to that a lot, because I feel like, I couldn't imagine, like, if me and Sam were, like, living separately, and, like, we didn't mm -hmm. live together, and, like, we had three other roommates that we had to deal with outside of our relationship, like, it would be so hard to, like, connect with that, right. and, like, your other three friends are going out to party, and like, right. you're like, oh, let's go to the bars, and I'm like, oh, I gotta do this podcast, I gotta, right. I gotta right. do some research or whatnot, did you, like, did you ever come across any, like, challenges, like, between the two of y'all, um, you guys said, like, you, you worked off of each other, and, like, kept each other mm -hmm. motivated, but, like, yeah. did you come across any, and, like, how did you overcome those challenges? Yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, conflict is natural. Like we, we both natural. at the end of the day have different mindsets on which what direction we want to take the business, even down to like day to day decisions. Day -to -day, yeah. But it kind of came down to like delegating. Like you're gonna, you're like 
Walker, you're in charge of this for the day. I'm in charge of this for the day. Yeah. We both real. Like, you have to be confident in your business partner's competence. Like you know that they're gonna make the decision and they're gonna get it done. Yeah. Like so, exactly. there's no point in really yeah. like it's trying all, to it's, question someone yeah. over and over. It's like, really about trust and like like just trusting that whatever he's dealing with for the day is gonna get done and it's gonna done be done right in what whoever's eyes. And besides that, like like. Um, like we, there were times where we would get heated at each other, like, and we would disagree. But at the end of the day, like, like we would still come together and realize, like, the bigger scheme of everything that's going on, and that just kept us going. And I will say, like, even though like living so close, you know, a few feet from my door, it, uh, I, I think it benefited us more because we were just, if anything happened, like, we were already there talking about it. Like we didn't have to wait, you know, for a call or wait for an email. Um, and I know a lot of entrepreneurs don't get that opportunity. So in that way, I do think we were very like blessed with that. But um, yeah, there was definitely a lot of challenges both with us and the business that we had to overcome and all that. So you would say like the biggest like reason for like how you guys dealt with conflict is just boundaries. Like that's the like Walter yeah. has this job and. He's, yeah, he's yeah. going to do his best job for this, and right. then Joe has just this right. job, and he's going to do his best job for that. Right. Yeah. It was all about, like, finding your role, like, kind of like, like, and we, at the beginning, we didn't establish who would, who was going to do what, and that, that was a, another uh, big problem that we faced early on, um, but, you know, we sat down, and we, uh, we talked about, okay, so what are our strengths, and how can we best use them, and we, uh, we established, like, what we would do, and all that, uh, and kind of balance it out like the workload and from there it worked pretty well um that dynamic was definitely better and you know like you said like we all we got the stuff that needed to be done and he got the stuff he needed done he needed done and and uh yeah so i will say uh, that's another thing i would recommend is establishing those roles early on um in a in a business venture like with that business plan make sure everyone knows who, what they're there for and what they're going to bring to the table yeah Definitely, I agree. Yeah. Would you say there was like any specific thing that had like the most impact on why your business was successful? Raleigh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Location, time, place. Yeah. Like all those three combined, and that's. Right. I mean, that's you could dumb every business down to that, but it worked especially here. Like it's just the here the. Airbnb business is still booming. It's not oversaturated like a lot of uh, major cities are. Um, and so we pretty much realized that after we started cleaning and we, we tried to capture that audience and we, we did. Like we were starting to get referrals from word of mouth. Like like it was that easy for us. And, and that's where a part of it, we became overwhelmed. Right. And I feel like just being like, another piece of advice is just being like honest and having integrity in any business you're doing. Right like your clients <clears throat> will appreciate it and like they'll and then you'll be successful because of it like if there's a demand and they need you and you do a good job and they can count on you you're golden like yeah. you really are golden and another thing was we weren't like trailblazing a new industry you know this yeah. we are innovating the cleaning like, it's a cleaning business yeah. it's like this has been done a thousand times before which i feel like for a first business venture is pretty helpful to understand like the basics of business to do a business that's been proven a million times over and been successful like that's a that's a pretty solid reason. Like we could watch a YouTube video and figure out anything we needed to know about the cleaning industry and about business in I general. Like yeah, like, it, just like 
use the resources that you have at your disposal. Like we all have access to YouTube. So how do I file an LLC? How do I hire an employee? How do I this? How do I that? It's that easy. Like just use the resources that are available to you. Definitely. And you're likely to succeed. We talk about that all the time in like our previous episodes where I was mentioning like just do your own research. YouTube is like the best place to be. You can literally learn how to tie a shoe and learn how to learn how to start a business. Like it's insane how the broad spectrum spectrum yeah, that's online. Absolutely. I'm married you too if I could. <laughs> <laughs> too bad Google bought it up and <laughs> No, but so I wanted to dive in like so the relationship with your clients, um like my opa he owned a business mm-hmm. and uh there's there's obviously the comment the comment saying that's like, oh customers are always right. Like whatever the mm-hmm. customer says you have to go buy. Um, he didn't believe in that because there were customers who stole from him. There were customers who like who tried to lie out of time and stuff. Have you guys dealt with any situations like that where the client has like a problem and they're like, okay, this you guys did this wrong and they're like clearly lying? Like, how did you deal with that? I would say yes. I think first of all, the most important thing with our clients is communication. Um, and but like like and we were always like communicating with them. We had their numbers. We had we had their emails. Everything like we would call them like like every week almost, but um, like just some of the clients we had were very sophisticated and if anything was out of place, like they would know apparently. Uh, So, and like, yeah, like with this one um, client in Durham that we had, she had a ton of properties, loved her business at first, but it became one of our biggest headaches because <coughs> she had a way that she wanted to do everything and if it wasn't done that way then you know you, it's like you didn't even you didn't even do the work like right. like and and we told her time and time again like we're going to do it our way because we had an established way that we taught or we trained our employees to do and like if that doesn't work like we're we're not going to be a cohesive uh you know partnership with right. them like and, and she was stingy too so like very like know when to walk away from a customer like which yeah. is true the customers are not always right like at, at, at all like and she was very she was stingy yeah she she wanted she was very particular about like she wants us to fill out her checklist and whatever not gonna happen lady like you're looking for an employee we are a company we're a cleaning company yeah. we're not your employee yeah so it's like knowing knowing what value you're providing for the customer and not not putting yourself open to be exactly. like you're not completely dependent on them. Like yeah. you, there's more clients anywhere you look. Like, I, I will definitely echo what he said about knowing your value as a business and what you provide versus what they're giving you. Like a client is a client, like as important as they are, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Right. Um, so like, yeah, I would nail that, that saying on a wall, know your value. Like, right. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't allow yourself to get walked over by any client, like move on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all like, that's pretty insightful. And, uh, it seems like obviously starting the business and growing it has taught you guys so much. What are like, like, what do you see for the future of the business? And like, are you looking to like expand? Are you looking to move somewhere else or? Right. So come like two months ago, we ceased operations. We did actually. So, um, just for, to take a break for school and other fatal flaws. We had like some employees in the business that were not good, that were problematic. Yeah. Um, so we pretty much dissolved everything we had, which is actually a longer process than starting it was. Right. So technically we quit, which is like, I'm not afraid to say that everyone's there. Yeah, like, yeah, we're, we're still it's done right now. Well, with the LLC yeah. and everything is active, but yeah, yeah we, we don't, in the websites, uh, but we don't, 
yeah, we don't do anything for clients, and people still contact us. Yeah, like, daily. I literally got a call like a week ago. Yeah, and, and people emailing us, filling out like whatever. Yeah. But like, it was still a win because we took away a lot of money. Like that, we right. did make a lot of money with it. So. You could say we took the money and ran, but right. we didn't go anywhere. Because we were going into senior year, or not senior, junior year. But we have like the cap, our capstone classes for our majors. Like yeah. we wanted our social lives again. Like mm-hmm. for like we the whole summer we didn't get to do anything. I was yeah. pale. Like. Like, that's not cool. It was, it was absolutely absurd, like, how much time it it took up and how little time we got to do anything else we wanted to do. And we were realizing, like, as much as we love doing this business and starting a business as a whole, like, we need to take time to enjoy, uh, like, life as it is right now. And college before. Yeah. Yeah, And so we just took a step back and was like, all right, let's take a, like, at least take a break slash, like, shut down everything right now. And we know in the future, like we can start up any. We could, we could we start want. trying like, to turn her up tomorrow. Yeah. Like is the thing. It, that is, it's so easy. Right. Like, and I'm a total advocate for starting a business in college, but we didn't have like those established plans and goals, like I talked about. So yeah. we had like, from the beginning, we could have had it automated by now, and we're not doing anything. Yeah. But we we were taking it two day by day to the point where we weren't focusing on our goals day to day. Yeah, exactly. So, we got caught up in the day to day operations and being newbies, like. We didn't, we didn't know the full extent of where we needed to put our focus on. Um, but yeah, I, at the end of the day, we see it more as the best learning experience we could have had Ever. than yeah. anything. Anything better than a job, anything better than an internship as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And like the things we did, the lessons that we learned we're going to carry into our next venture, which is right. undecided right now. But right. And the money was nice. Like, yeah. I, you know, I no regrets, honestly. Yeah, like, we've, all been, we've been taking trips. We've been just living it up. <laughs> right. It's been great. So but, it's nice to reap the rewards. Like, it would yeah. be nice to have it fully automated working. Yeah. And one day, I'm convinced that we probably will start it and just to prove that, like, we, it's <laughs> like it can be done. Like, it, I think in the span of a month, we could have this thing up and operational and probably automated. If, awesome. if we put in the level of work that we that used to, that like, we used to yeah. like we were pulling all nighters and laundromats and like when you're in college and you have a full course load and you have friends that are counting on you, it's yeah. like, you can't, be, you don't want to pull an all nighter and a laundromat. Like you can't balance all three. You, it's yeah. literally impossible. And Unless, I mean, you could do it right. Like, yeah, but, if you do yeah. it right. But, um, we, as we said, we had, didn't do it right because of the flaws that we had, which were the no business plan. Hiring whoever we could get, which was a bad idea. We needed competent employees, so that was a bit of a pitfall for us. And then poor, poor management that we hired. That that she like, yeah. But overall, great experience. Would right. would do it again. 100%. That's that's cool. You guys keep like a positive mindset about that. Like Definitely. like you, like you said, you said essentially quitting, but you didn't necessarily quit. Right. But that's so cool. You like you you left it and you're happy that you left your business right. and then yeah. you know that you can go back to it. Yeah, and um, we could we could have sold it. Like legitimately would have been yeah. it was worth some money, but that like we're just so alone. burned out at yeah. that point in time, which happens to entrepreneurs all yeah. the time. Like and you you just have to know like well, they say like 97% of new businesses fail yeah. in, in the first yeah, couple of years. The odds are against you. The odds are totally against yeah. you. So like, but yeah, I mean, you just gotta, try. yeah, you love all you can do Did you try. consider like taking a gap, like semester or a gap year? And like, why, why didn't you make that choice? Instead I think of, that definitely was a topic yeah. of conversation. He was considered dropping out. Yeah, I was going to drop. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't want to go to college in the first place. So what's, <laughs> what stopped you from like? Like not taking the gap year and, and going back to school. Was it your parents or like was it? No, like what was, it, no. It had nothing to do with my parents. Years. It was just like friends, society. You know, yeah. I don't want to drop out. Like mm-hmm. I do at the end of the day. 
at the end of this four years, I do want my degree because that's yeah. dope. Like, hey. I, yeah, I would. I for me is definitely just a parents and b um, just getting it done to make like to know myself. I can get right. a degree at college, like it's like and stuff like that. Yeah, because so. then it's always a chip on your shoulder. Like you drop out of college, and then you're you know you tell people you dropped out of college, and now you got to tell them why you dropped out of college, yeah. what you're doing now <laughs> that you dropped out of college. Like yeah. it's just something that you, something extra you have to prove, and it's like yeah. nah, I'll just complete it. Like yeah, and to go back to the business and how we close it, like like uh, just like everything was so hec- like hectic, like you were saying, we and we did consider selling it and everything, and like I would have conversations with my 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 dad, my, my mom about it and all that. And like, at the end of the day, like selling, it's a whole nother beast that we didn't have time for. Like we were saying, like, like, like there's it, I looked up everything and researched it. It takes at least like nine months to sell a business. Like that's already like full fledged operational like that. And And then there's a certain amount of time where we still have to remain on board to run the operations. It's like, seriously, it's just like some we we're not trying to deal with, but since we've dissolved it, like, like Walker said, we've been, we've been traveling, like really living the dream. We we spent a week in Puerto Rico. Like, yeah, yeah, we've been, we've been chilling. So like (laughs) it was worth the, for the experience, the the money and like the sense of fulfillment, totally worth the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And then everyone I know is like, they understand like why we shut it down and right. they're just pretty much waiting on us to figure out something else. And it's like, right. like <laughs> yeah, all yeah. the family friends now want to, you know, be investors and whatever. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Really? <laughs> you're, yeah. you're getting asked for like yeah. investments for people? Literally. It, it was like, like family friends in general, just, they're just always like, oh my gosh, like how much uh, do you guys need? And like. I please I do not <laughs> want any money right now. Like, yeah, uh, it's it's kind of funny how like as soon as because like you tell your parents what you're doing, your parents are automatically gonna go tell. Uh, being as young as we are, they're mm-hmm. gonna go tell their friends mm-hmm. and all right. that. And like it just like every time you go to some family friend function, it just blows up in your face. You're just like yeah. At some point, like it makes your head big, and also like like you get annoyed a bit. Like but like overall, like I'm proud of myself and they're proud of me and that makes me even more happy but yeah yeah it's it's been a journey for sure and we have so many stories about that oh my god we could sit here for hours (laughs) and tell you (laughs) the stuff that we went through it seems like it's so easy for y'all guys to talk about this yeah (laughs) i'm like i'm not exaggerating about the hair i had a beautiful hairline like a year ago (laughs) so it's tragic it sucks (laughs) i'm telling you you, you think, think that's what was, it was from all the stress? It yeah, had to yeah. Be, yeah. Had like, to when be. I tell you all nighters, like I just, can show you my hair, like at the beginning, yeah, right. and it's it. just like <laughs> dealing with the, uh, those kind of the people that we were dealing with and the situations that they put us in. Oh my gosh, like the situations. It's like it, at times it was just like, all right, we should just like flee the country and never <laughs> come back here. Like this is too much. Like, Seriously, it, it became crazy, especially working in in Durham as as a lovely as a city as it is. It is the craziest. Right. Damn thing ever. Crazy people, like yeah. crime. Like, yeah, like, I, worked, I worked there for three years with my, at my Opa's business. It's, yeah. it's not oh, yeah. a fun place yeah. to work. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, my. And the places that we were going into, because like like we said, our clients, they're investors. Like They have multiple properties all over the area. They do not care where the property is as long as they're getting money from it. Right. So some of these properties were just in, you know, not the best area, like slash the properties themselves were just like, barely renovated like old 1970 buildings like it was absurd yeah and that's another thing 
a lot of people face when they first get into business, like a lot of people might think like, oh, I'm not going to have enough customers, but pretty often it's the opposite and you get in over your head really quickly. So like knowing which clients to turn away and you don't even have to know, just like limiting what you're taking on and pace yourself. Like it's, it's totally fine to tell a client we're, we're at capacity right now. Let me get back to you in a month. They're, they'll understand like, you know, those clients will always be there. So like, don't just take everyone on because you think. That that's the right thing to do. We did that like, to one client, and when we did end up taking them on, they were like our best client. Like, yeah, the one that that has the closest Airbnb to this place. It's literally right across Hillsborough Street. Like we would just walk from school, and we could just go and clean it. And she ended up being our literally probably our best client because we got the best prices from her, the the best like guests that mm-hmm. would stay. Like we barely had to clean, and we'd be in and out in like an hour, making like I don't know like what. For, I mean, like over a hundred dollars for like an hour worth of work, Yeah, which is when that's when at the beginning you realize, like, okay, I'm getting paid a hundred dollars for an hour worth of work. Someone would do this for $15 an hour. Yeah. Like that's, that's when like the business gears start turning in any business. Like when you realize there's a lot of money and it does not that much. There's so many small details like that. Like, like even at the beginning, we realized that we were, we were undercharging even our clients. Like, and like you could say, you can mark that up as a entry strategy. But really, like we, we just didn't know the uh, we didn't know the market well enough and where where our prices needed to be. So we ended up actually raising our prices across the board on all of our clients. Which goes back to know your value. That's yes, pretty much know the your value. Yeah. yeah, and and man, was that a, a difficult situation to navigate? Just telling like like how nervous we were <laughs> contacting our clients and be like, uh, we're gonna raise the price forty percent. Like sorry. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like. That, that's some like like heavy stuff that we had to do and and but wouldn't trade it for the world honestly right. so, have, have thick thin skin going into it like yeah. yeah you have to and that was something that we definitely grew into like we were softies at the beginning of it we just we wanted to please everyone like there's a problem we'll fix it immediately here's like here's some wine here's some flowers <laughs> yeah. like like all that stuff and but mm-hmm. like back to what we said know your value like they're not gonna leave you because you did a, some, some simple mistake they at the end of the day like they they're gonna beg like for, for the market we were in they were begging us to for for business like it was mm-hmm. like what were you gonna say oh uh, yeah well i just I, you mentioned like um how you value like your social life and i wanted to like switch gears a little bit to like more philosophical like lens <laughs> on like um like, like let's <laughs> zoom out a little bit take a little right. take a book uh, take a page from lex freeman um <laughs> like you said like it's so important how like like what is like the purpose of life basically like mm-hmm. it's not all about work like people people out there are like okay let me just put all my life towards this business and i'm gonna just make a bunch of money and then my life is gonna be happy mm-hmm. and people think that and they go through life thinking that and then you you guys you you're like okay i'm i'm lacking social life and i made this yeah. transition so like mm-hmm. what like this this might be like more individual question for each of you but like what do you think is like the main purpose of life and like how how do you balance that like between making money and like your leisure time like what, yeah my opinion is definitely do whatever you know makes you happy what you love and if you can mix making money through that like you know doing whatever you love while also making money then you have found like nirvana like like if you can do whatever you enjoy and make a living uh, like how can you be happier in my opinion like and also have you know that social life that we were talking about and um and that's what yeah that's how it boils down to me like yeah yeah the meaning of life 
That's a big one. Yeah, take, take a yeah. few seconds if you need it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I would just say, like, relationships are everything. So, like, like it, it was hard to, like, you know, like, have a girlfriend and stuff. Like, even, like, stuff like that. Have, like, meaningful friendships when you're working all the time. So, like, I feel like just setting boundaries for yourself so that you can find time to be happy. Like, I, yeah. I, mean, I feel like happiness is, like, pretty much my answer to that question generally. But, like, like, I, like I, I can find a lot of happiness through work and, like, hard work and seeing the fruit of my labor so like that combined with like but i also like find a lot of happiness from my friends and from my girlfriend so it's like finding time for those things yeah is so important and like and you just have to set boundaries for yourself when you and you fear yourself not being happy because you're working so hard that's when you take a step back and like re-look at like what is the meaning like i really ask yourself that question and be like would i be happy if i died tomorrow you know yeah. like probably not like if i'm working 25 8 and I, and I died I don't get to see any yeah, like any you don't like, want to get in like, experience world do whatever you love like and a lot of that has to do with the concept of just time in general like we have a finite amount of time like that we're here so it's up to you how you spend it like 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 it's just so that that simple concept can literally make or break your whole entire life like that like what am I going to do after this like like, I don't know, maybe I'll go get ice cream. Like, I don't know, like, <laughs> I, got, I got only so much time, so why not do something I enjoy? Like, right. like uh, it's, it's just, yeah, the concept of time, in my opinion, is the trippiest thing ever. Like, yeah, I agree. I, 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 I understand it, but then again, I'm like, why? Right. why? Like, you never get it back, so just yeah. make sure you're spending your time cool, yeah. how you every, want to be spending every, it. Like, yeah, every single day, do something that, you know, is, is worth your time. Like, like I don't know how how you take that sentence, but whatever whatever you want to do, like yeah, I agree. Time yeah. is probably one of the most valuable like resources. I'd say it's, in yeah, like for sure existence. Yeah. For what, sure. What do y'all think about the meaning of life? How, 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 yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like both the way you uh, or what both of you said kind of resonates with me, especially like um doing something that you're happy about. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of like had that in the back of my mind, um, because you know a lot of people just they fall into that rhythm of go to school. Eat, work, do what sleep. do what you are told to, or do what you end up doing. Mm-hmm. Get a job, and then you die. You know. Yeah. Like you said, time is finite. Um, so just like doing whatever makes you happy, and not sticking to like what the rest of society does. You know. Yeah. If it, you want to like branch out and be different, then do it. If it makes you happy, and if it's gonna be something that mm-hmm. um, like keeps you happy the rest of your life, then do it. You know. It, it, it. I would say it definitely takes mental work to get out of that mindset that society you know defines for you like all throughout our lives we've been set up to do a nine to five job and you know do whatever we want on the weekends but if you are able to get yourself out of that way of thinking just like we said in the beginning of this podcast doors open like it's just yeah yeah what about you what do you think yeah you guys you guys are doing a good job (laughs) of speaking for me yeah i think i think everything really is about like happiness because like Mm -hmm. you don't like we don't really know like as far as like our existence as a human being, we don't know anything bigger than like ourselves. Yeah. And like the only thing you can do is like, like it's your life. Like do what you want to do and don't worry about if someone else thinks you're stupid for making a podcast oh, yeah. or, or making a cleaning business, then just ignore them and <laughs> right. do, if you enjoy what you're doing, then do it. Cause 100%. at the end of the day, their, their opinion is just some right. random person's opinion right. and yeah. it's your life that matters the most. And in 200 years, who gives a damn? Exactly. If you had yeah. a podcast. We're all going to be dead. Like, yeah. like, nobody's so who cares? cares? So the funniest thing, like when we first started, 
like all of our friends, like this is like when we first first started, they would just laugh at us. Like, yeah. and we were like, we were like, yeah, yeah, that's funny too. Like, <laughs> but we were just already getting into the thick of it, and they were like, just we were just like, wait, just wait, just wait and see. Yeah. But it was it was comical how many people just were like laughing at in our face, like, oh my god, you're you're cleaning, like what, like yeah, it, it was. It fun. makes yeah, I, I doesn't. I don't know the things you say about that. Like it, it doesn't give me like a good view of society. Like why, why is someone hating on someone yeah. for like making it, a business and like for, just yeah. trying to it make was money? Weirdly, weirdly dumb. But it just made me realize that like I, I we just need to do whatever we want to do. Like people are gonna judge no matter what you do. Like right. it's it's all FOMO. Like people, you know, people people see you doing something and they're in the back of their head. They're like, should I be doing something like that? Like am I la- am I slacking? And it's like worry about your worry about yourself and support the people around you and like whatever and like yeah they, they were hating like hell but they didn't spend a goddamn week in Puerto Rico this year like yeah. I did so yeah, and now we got like everyone fucking everyone up our ass about everything like <laughs> like, like I don't even know like they're asking like asking us to hang out asking us to like like go and do this because they know we have you know um, some money in our pockets now like all this stuff and it, it is kind of it's kind of funny where we started and now where we are but uh Love it. Yeah, definitely happier on the other end of it. Like knowing mm-hmm. that, like if we wouldn't have pursued that opportunity, I'd be I'd be sitting in my room like, oh, hmm, I wonder what would have happened with Triangle Turnover, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like anything that you get excited about, like you might as well see what happens. Like same thing with relationships, you know? Like, like why not? What like uh-huh. what do you like? What are you what are you waiting on? Yeah. Like, you, the worst thing you could have is regret. Like, oh so, yeah. So just you know, yeah, that's do, another, do another good point for like the philosophy of life. Like, right. no regrets. Right. It's I mean, yeah, and like, like first, what you said, uh, th- that people like hitting you up, asking you to hang out. I mean, that obviously shows that you're doing something right. It does. Um, it, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, it makes us feel good, but like, at the end of the day, when we started this, like, you guys were the same ones, like, kind of laughing in our face, mm-hmm. so like, what's what's that about? But at the end of the day, it does not bother me at all. Like, I yeah. just love to have a good time, especially with my friends, so, I mean, I, the experience we had, I would never, ever trade trade that for anything else. Yeah, All right. we're we're coming up on an hour here. We yeah. want to be respectful of it. Wow, we appreciate you guys spending all this time for it. Seriously, sure. um, I learned a lot. Yeah, seriously. Oh, I was just wondering, like, if you guys have any like books or like uh, maybe like documentaries or like any specific books that you really were like, okay, this is a must read for me, and like this helped me change my perspective on life. If if any at all. If not, it's fine. Even I would say like well, the, yeah. so. I don't I don't do a ton of reading. Yeah, but um, do rich more, dad right? poor dad. Like that's a staple. That's one that I have read all the way through, and yeah, I really like I that. I gave you one, but I forgot the name of it. Yeah, I don't remember that one. <laughs> yeah, that's alright. It's something about money and happiness. Yeah, but, but um, <laughs> the, I, I'm a big like video guy, like vi- YouTube videos yeah. and stuff. I think you can get a lot of value from that. So finding people. What are your favorite YouTubers? <sighs> business you related to business. Um, I like Ben Mala a lot. He's like kind of he's estate. he's just real estate guy from Florida who's like trapping hotels basically, and he's just like really entertaining. And he's like I've learned a lot. Um, just about real estate and how some of like the legal stuff works from him, even though it's, it is like a funny, sh- it is like a funny channel because he's very like vulgar and real and you like, you see the anger he's going through and stuff. But yeah, Ben Mala for sure. I've learned a lot about real estate from him, but other than that, it's just random, whatever I need to know in the moment, I'm just looking it up. Um, yeah. I would say for me, um, I do need to start reading more uh, because books I hear are always the best best tool for learning. But also the internet, we live in the technology age. Like you can't not be mm-hmm. on the internet. Like 
every everything's out there that you want to learn. So I would say I I've enjoyed podcasts a lot. Um, I when I first got into business, my favorite podcast was uh, Robin Hood Snacks, and like that's like a small little podcast that well it's not little but like not anymore. It, yeah, it's just like um, it's it's very ba- it's a basic information podcast. I would say like if you really if you're just starting out, I would I would definitely listen to it. Like it it lets you learn about the business world in a fun and you know inviting way. Um, but if you're really getting into stuff like I'm big into real estate right now, um, so I listen to Bigger Pockets real estate podcasts like nonstop and and um, that Bigger Pockets in general. Just um, yeah, and then just some entertainment entertainment podcasts I'll listen to too, but mostly mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and he's at finance. Yes, of course. Finance, of course. Of finance. Yeah. <laughs> what about y'all? Got any like any anyone to recommend to us? Any podcast books? Um, I like I like we study billionaires a lot. That's really it's more oh, of like yeah. a it's more of like an economic one. Like it mm. talks about a lot like policy and stuff. And then he also has I don't know if you're familiar with the book Richer, Wiser, Happier. Um, he's he they they added a new segment where he mm-hmm. basically talks about like more general stuff. It's not like all specific on investing, but like he had Tony Robbins on. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's like. A super motivational speaker and he had him on and he basically was just talking about like how life is precious and mm-hmm. like mean a lot about the meaning of life that's that's one of my favorites awesome um, I, about Sam. I, I mean i listen to a lot of like recently i've been i mean not recently but i'm more of like a into crypto than like traditional uh investing um stuff like like modern finance and proof with kevin rose mm-hmm. um and then uh, like the compound and friends as well more like traditional um, and shout then, out pounding the table too. They're yeah, they're, they're good at shout good out episode. Sony. Hopefully we'll have him on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then I don't do as much reading as I probably should. But like uh, some of the typical books, like Rich Dad Poor Dad, yeah. uh, Billionaire Next Door. Oh yeah, I have that one. Cool. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I think that's a major key to always educate yourself, whether it's video, whatever form of like you know, yeah, always media you. Dude. are most attractive podcasts to. are so easy to right yeah mm-hmm. like on when you're driving or like when right. you're, I, I listen to it at ballet yeah. like yeah. it's so easy yeah. yeah it's so easy um but yeah we have a final question staple we're coming mm-hmm. up on it. you want to ask it <laughs> sure so uh what is one goal you have like in your career or personal life and what actions are you taking to achieve that goal for each of you uh, you go first <laughs> mine's a pretty easy one because honestly becoming a short-term goal at this point um i'm in real estate classes so i'll probably have my real estate license by the end of the summer uh hopefully you know fingers crossed so that's yeah so i'm gonna have to start thinking about a new goal because at this point like like that used to be a kind of like a far-fetched goal but now i'm i took the action to get it i i mean i signed up i signed myself up uh for the classes i'm going through it right now so i just gotta finish the tests and stuff um and then uh we'll see from there i gotta, gotta start thinking about what's next honestly yeah, I'd say one goal that kind of combines personal and business is, um, but like by the time I'm like having kids and stuff, kind of being able to do what I want on a day to day basis. And mm-hmm. I think I, I have a pretty clear plan for how I'm going to get to that point. But, um, you know, just spending my days eventually with kids, you know, like just, um, you know, have, having the not, not having to go in the rat race and work the nine to five and I can like yeah, do stuff with sure. my kids when they're young um, because I've worked hard now and set myself up for that yeah. kind of. I think we both have definitely realized the value of traveling and getting to experience the world mm-hmm. and that's something we're always going to be working right. towards is to be able to afford that that uh, 
lifestyle. Right. For, uh, to have as much freedom as possible. Yeah, as early same, as possible. Yeah. 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 Maybe we'll be in Spain together. Hey, a few years go. from now, maybe next time. Sure. We gotta make it happen. But, uh, um, yeah. You have anything else to add? No, I, th- I think that was really solid. I definitely, I definitely uh, gained a lot of value from that, for sure. Um, it sounds like you guys are like super knowledgeable and not just obviously the business you started, but all kinds of side hustles, especially how long you've been in that area. So if you ever want to come back on, we'd we'll be glad to have <laughs> you. We have, we have endless yeah. stories about yeah. both triangle turnover and anything really that we've done in the past mm-hmm. and probably the future. Yeah, I've enjoyed this a lot. For sure. <laughs> Thank like you guys fun. for, for taking fun. your time and coming out and come on this. Being our first guest of many. Uh, also, like, where can our listeners find you if they want to? Oh yeah, drop any uh, plugs. Your, drop your website. Maybe if you come back alive on Triangle Turnovers. Yeah, I mean, feel free. Like, if y'all are curious about like you know just a right a random startup website, you can check it out triangleturnover.com. Um, Joe underscore maybe on Instagram if you want to yeah, connect or LinkedIn. You know. Yeah, mine's Walker Rouse on Instagram. I, I don't know my LinkedIn, but if you just search Walker Rouse, like you'll find me. Um, and then, uh, what else? But yeah, yeah, just find me, text me, whatever. Like, I, I don't, I could, I'll talk to anyone for days. Like, I'm a pretty personal guy, so. We'll leave some links in the show notes if yeah, you guys want to sure. check them out for them to click. I, just don't, LinkedIn I don't know what my socials at the top of my head. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably better. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, really. Oh, uh, yeah, well, thank you so much for coming right. on. Thanks, gentlemen. It, it was awesome. Definitely loved it.